Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our very special guest, Bill Lennon. And we're going to be talking about approaching mental health through a heart-centered, proactive lens. And I am so excited to have this conversation. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Bill. He is the co-founder of Heart, spelled H-A-E-R-T. And Heart is more than mental health. Bill and his team teach people the skills and strategy they need to manage stress and anxiety and to thrive in the chaos of life. And I love that because it is all about striving and thriving, right? So raised on islands and a diversely educated, Bill has always been focused on solving human as well as technical problems. Over the span of his tech career, Bill has built products, teams, and solutions for mobile, recruiting, e-commerce, social media, and now education. Bill has helped companies ranging from Google and Walmart to hotels and restaurants. Building high-functioning teams has always been fundamental to his success. Um, Bill and his team's successes are directly attributed to the skills taught in the heart curriculum. And I love this topic. I love what we're going to be talking about today, Bill. Thank you. And welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's I'm, I'm really happy to be here. This is awesome. Yes. By the way, you did not mess up my name. So congratulations. (laughs) I had told Bill beforehand that that's one of my classic humility squares that I will get the name right. As before I hit record. <laughs> uh, so, so for those of you who are joining us for that very first time, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you're doing, please uh, take that extra moment to give us a five-star review, five-star review, and we would very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Bill, let's, I am really interested in what inspired you to get started and to uh, found heart or co-found. Sure. And- yeah. Um, everybody's curious about, you know, what, what's the, what's the backstory, right? And there's, there's really two backstories that combine together between me and my partner, Barbara. Um, Barbara is a mental health clinician and she has worked in, in a clinical setting for the last six years with people that are at the extreme end of the mental health spectrum. Um, they have substance abuse problems, uh, they have self-harm, or they're on pharmaceuticals or depression and anxiety. And what she found was that the skills-based approach that the clinic had was getting these people back in control of their lives and back out with their families. But more importantly, that she was learning the skills herself and it was improving her life. And she was an adult with two kids who thought she knew how the world worked. And so what she realized was that if people knew these skills in advance, they would never become clinical. Yeah. And so she thought, well, why don't we teach this to people? Um, and this was five years ago, but she didn't know how to put it together into a curriculum. Um, and three years ago we met and started talking about how I got my software teams to do things that people said was impossible on a recurring basis. And, when I explained my process, she said, oh, my God, you use the skills we teach in the hospital. And I said, well, great. What, what's that? And she said, it's called dialectical behavior therapy. That's most of what we teach. And I said, well, that's awesome, but I've never heard of it before. Uh, tell me more. 
And that started the conversation and allowed us to put our heads together and actually build a curriculum to teach people not just the dialectical behavior therapy part, which I know is a mouthful, we call it DBT, but also adding in other skills from the mental health world as a pragmatic real world thing you can do to have an awesome life. Yeah, that's, that's, the, a- that's the origin story. Yeah, well, yeah. that's fantastic. Thank and you. I think it, I love the proactive side of it, of yeah. managing things here and now so they don't fester and, um, you know, emerge as, you know, more. It's just like any kind of preventative medicine. Right. right? Exactly. It's 100 percent. It's, you know, I, I my background I have a lot of aquatic sports in my life, not just whitewater rafting, which we spoke about a minute ago, but, you know, I've been a competitive swimmer, um, surf, windsurf, water ski, diving, all that stuff. Right. And it all started with learning how to hold my breath in the water yeah. so I could learn how to swim and then learn how to swim competitively and then just keep adding skills on it. And the thing that people don't recognize is that having mental wellness is exactly the same thing. It's a, it's literally a skill stack. And the reason that people get into trouble and they struggle is they don't have the skills. Yeah. And even though um, DBT has a 30-year history of research, and it's currently the gold standard in the mental health um, clinical settings, even in the mental health world, people don't know about it. Oh. Um, and they don't know about it in depth. They don't understand it in depth. And no one has has ever applied it in a workplace setting um, the way that we're approaching this or as a preventative approach to learn it in advance. Um, we didn't set off to build this. We actually, we were, we were working on, an, on another project and we thought we would find it that someone else had already built this thing. And uh, when we couldn't, we said, okay, well, we have to build it, yeah. right? So here we are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really curious with the curriculum and the processes mm-hmm. that you have. I mean, you know, how do you do it? I mean, what does that process look right, like? Right. And what's that journey look like? Sure. So um, it would be great if we could just like put a chip in the back of your head. That would be awesome, but it's not that easy. Um, we do it uh, a combination of videos and live sessions. And the the video is to establish the basic uh, knowledge, right? And then the the live sessions, we do it in modules. There's 10 modules typically for the standard courses. For every module, it's here's the videos, here's the stuff you learned so you can understand what everything that's going on. It's like reading a math textbook, essentially, idea. And then classes where we, we talk about contextualizing it and how does this make sense in your life? And what is the questions that people come in with? Like, okay, how do I, what do I do in this particular situation? And so we go, okay, great. Here's, you know, here's what you do. And sometimes people come in and they're like, I've got this problem. We're like, great. That's actually module five. You're only on module one. And here's what you can do today based on the module one um, information and when we get to module five, you know, you'll understand, we'll add, add more in there and, and build a bigger recipe. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so, the, so a typical course is 10 modules. Um, there's 11 hours of live 
session wrapped around that that we do with folks and then ongoing um, support for the rest of the calendar year, email, text, whatever it happens to be, because people will come up with, with questions and context and, Oh, what about this? And you know, what do I do? And we're like, great. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like you, people really have not just the runway, but then they have the air support the right. whole time that they're traveling um, so that they can get to their destination and, right. uh, and then just, and then embrace that as it becomes part of, you know, in a way, part of their DNA and who they are. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm curious, you know, when, from w- the work that you do, what do you see as holding people back or what's one of the challenges that they need to overcome? Um, so there, there's kind of two answers to that question. Um, the first one is that people, and you know, this is how I grew up, right? I didn't grow up knowing this stuff because my parents didn't know this stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the part of the big aha that Barbara had is this skills-based approach is a very simple way to approach mental wellness and that struggle happens when we don't have the skills to solve a particular problem, right? It's kind of like, and, and the opposite, right? You can have zero struggle because you have the skills. And so if I fall off the boat, it's no big deal. I fall off the boat, I'm swimming, I'm really comfortable in the water. I'm like, hey, okay, great. You know, when's the right time to get back in the boat? I have a friend of mine who isn't good in the water and he went whitewater rafting and fell out and was terrified and got pulled back in. And the way that he told me the story is he's never going near one of those again. Right. Because he doesn't have the skills to be relaxed in the water. Right. I have the skills, right. It's not a DNA thing. Right. It's just, I learned the skills. Uh, And so recognizing that all these struggles that people have are just a skills-based problem, right? Anybody can learn the skills. Um, I have the most amazing divorce on the planet okay, because of the skills. Uh, I I applied the skills to the the divorce and it's beautiful. Like we have a great relationship. We're amazing parents for our kids. We just can't live together, (laughs) right? Um, Right. And, you know, I check in with my kids all the time about how they've been impacted by the divorce. They think it's great because they get the best of both of us in this context, right? So it's just all about learning skills. And I would say that the next piece is distress tolerance because so many people don't know that the growth you can have, the places you can go um, are, are actually quite easy to do. If you can figure out how to start with little tiny pieces where the level of discomfort is manageable, Uh, right? Earlier we talked about, I, I do a lot of TikTok videos. Yeah. The reason I do TikTok videos is as my tiny daily practice to get over my fear of public speaking. Right. And by the way, I was afraid of public speaking up until uh, two and a half years ago when I realized I had to start doing it for this. And so I sat down and used the stuff that we do to build myself a recipe. And it took me two months and four speaking engagements. And all of a sudden I was having fun. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, this is great. 
But I know that like anything, I have to continue to practice it. Little tiny practice points for the rest of my life. You know, it's like I get in the water all the time. Otherwise, I will be less comfortable the next time I fall out of the boat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, that's so true. I remember my very first guest podcast appearance and the first half of it was just cringeworthy because I was just, I was nervous and all those things. And then I just sort of got into my flow. Right. Right. Uh, right. The, the second one was a heck of a lot better and not cringeworthy, but it was still, you know, a little off. But by the third one, I started getting into, you know, just, and now I can just at the blink of an eye, oh yeah, sure. I can go on live with you. you know? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the heck we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. It's, it's that daily practice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're well, practicing being in front of people. Absolutely. Um, yep. You know, I am, you know, with what you're doing, I think there's another piece here. And mm-hmm. I really want to bring that out in the forefront. Why is this? Uh, and this is a rhetorical question because, of course, this is more important now than ever. But I'd really like you to expand upon that. Why sure. what you do at heart is more important now than ever. Oh, boy. Um, so the thing that we keep seeing is that the numbers for mental health problems globally, just keep going up. And there's no, there's no slowdown to that curve, you know? And that's the problem is that because people don't know how to do this kind of stuff and nobody's talking about giving them a direction to go and approach it, adults, kids, even folks in the mental health community, problems, they just keep growing and you see it in so many different places where we've got middle school kids who are freaking out about being accepted and being on Instagram famous and all this, you know, all these social things. We have middle school kids who are worried about their careers and they're worried about getting into the right college. They're in middle school. College is a long ways away, right? It's crazy. Um, And as it, as you go up, it just, the, the, the levels get bigger and bigger. Uh, currently, the, st- the statistic is that 80% of adults are going to have a mental health crisis at some point in their life. Yeah. And so that's a pretty sucky statistic from my perspective. And so anything we can do to reverse that is smart. It's a yeah. really good idea. You know, the impacts of this are we've got more than 50% divorce rate. Um, we've got depending on the stats, 70 to 85% of employees are dissatisfied at work. And that's a mental health problem. Yeah. And so there's so many, because the, the skill set that we're teaching people is so broadly applicable, um, it solves all these different kinds of problems. You know, I have a great divorce and my software teams consistently did amazing work that people thought was impossible using the same skill set. And that's the, for me, that's the, the, the high value, you know, we've got a stack of 50 plus skills. You don't use all of them all the time. It's like having a hammer. There's a time and place for hammers and there's a time and a place for sockets and a time and a place for screwdrivers. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and teaching people how to use these, all of a sudden they're like, oh, now I know how to go talk to my boss about what do I have to do to get a promotion? Yeah. Right? Completely. And for me, it's the pragmatism of all this. I've got a friend of mine who's a product manager at Google. He wants to get a promotion. He doesn't know how. His boss can't tell him because they don't have a structured training program to help people with career advancement. And so the reason so many people are, are dissatisfied about their careers is because the leadership doesn't know what to do to help people understand how to advance their careers. Right. And the people aren't getting the kind of training they need. And the reason that we, ha- you know, one of the things we do is this career course, right? That explains, teaches people how to advance their careers. Yeah. It's the course I wish I'd had when I was 20, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's the course I wish I'd had 20 years ago when I got this really big promotion and I didn't know how to lead the team. But I got lucky because I started researching how to be a good leader. And um, I, I learned a ton because I went everywhere to figure out how to do this stuff, which is how I learned a bunch of these skills. Um, of course, it took me a decade, right? <laughs> We're trying to make this happen a lot faster for people and without, you know, all the different kinds of, of struggles. Um, but that's the thing is that people can't talk about what they don't understand. Right. And so we want them to understand what's going on. You know, one of my challenges before I met Barbara was I couldn't teach other people how I was successful. I had executives ask me like, okay, that was amazing. We had no idea how you were going to get that done, but clearly you did teach those people how to do it. And I was like, I, I, I just do me. Right? right. And that was, that was one of the, that was a really big challenge. I didn't know how to give somebody else a recipe. And yeah. now I can go to somebody and say, okay, you, you want to improve your team's throughput by 40%. Here's what you got to do. Right. Here's what that looks like. Here's how you can get those kinds of results. Uh, and now I have the language now because Barbara said, oh, she broke down everything I was doing and said, oh, you're using this skill, this skill, this skill, and this skill, right? So again, it's it's pragmatic, super pragmatic. There's no mystery at all, you know, and it makes it easy to talk about. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it is more important now than ever. I mean, especially as people are really finally trying to make are really truly making that mind shift that, you know, your brain is just like another organ. It's a functioning piece and mental health is the same as your dental health or your heart health. I mean, you're just, you know, yeah. And so every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a hundred years ago, that would not have been true. Yeah. We didn't start brushing our teeth till after world war two. So a hundred years ago, you know, I would have had a mouthful of dentures and you probably would have also because we would have lost all our teeth by the time we were 30. Yeah. It's just amazing. Right. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so, uh, you know, with this such being a great topic, I mean, for the listeners who are tuning in going, Mm -hmm. okay, well, how can I take a more proactive approach uh, to my mental health? What should they do next? Um, well, as always, they can follow us on social media. Um, I think we're going to put the links in somewhere down there, right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two is 
really just recognizing that it's all about learning skills. I mean, that's really it. Like, you know, the, what, the thing that people don't recognize is that every struggle is a pointer to a place where there's skills that you need to have. And whether it's, you know, your relationship, your parenting, your career, your physical health, um, learning the skills to address that kind of stuff makes it all of a sudden become not a problem. And, you know, it's just like, you know, I was terrified of public speaking for all of my life up until a couple of years ago. And now it's easy and fun. And, and it's because I, I learned the skills and I practiced them and, and now, oh, I can do this, right? This is super easy. And, and where before I would have been super anxious if I'd about this podcast for weeks. Now I'm like, oh, good. This is awesome. I'm totally looking forward to this. When <laughs> is this going to happen? I'm like antsy, you know, I want to get up and do it. And people don't realize that that's, that the opposite of whatever they're struggling with is completely possible. Right. Right. That yeah. they can go, they can go from super struggle to elegant um, performance. And it's just learning and practicing skills. That's it. And yes. it's, you know, when it, it's across the board. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And I love that. The second part, learning and practicing, you've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to do it. Um, and because that's part of the journey so that you can incorporate that and really own it uh, yeah. so that you can yeah. do what you said, be completely comfortable um, doing the public speaking. So, Bill, thank you so much for thank sharing. You. Thank you. <laughs> approaching mental health through a heart centered, productive lens. I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our website is heartprogram.com, H-A-E-R-T program. We flip the vowels. Um, I do TikTok videos about stuff related to this pretty much every day. So you can certainly find me on TikTok. Um, it's at Bill Lennon, B-I-L-L-L-E-N-N-A-N. Um, and that, that's probably the, 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 the highest volume. Um, we have courses for um, for adults, for teens, we have courses for educators um, so that folks that are working in the school systems can, number one, understand this stuff. Number two, they can model it for their students because students are looking for role models. And right. three, if they want to, they can actually teach it to their students themselves. Yeah. Terrific. That's I'm fantastic. I'm to talk to organizations. Fantastic. Yeah. And we'll make Thank sure you. to include all of those links down below so that Bill is just one click away. Um, Bill, thank you so much. This has been such an informative discussion. Thank and you. I too was so looking forward to it. And for those of you tuned in, thank you. Thank you for being here. And if you have any ideas that you'd like to share, please leave us a comment down below. We love hearing your thoughts. If you have a specific question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at join the conversation at petite and to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, incredible episodes like the one today with Bill, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com. And once again, I want to thank everyone who tuned in and for listening. And Bill, thank you so much. I'm really glad that you were able to, you know, that two years and you're just on top of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's quite fun. <laughs>